0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus.
3: How are we all? I'm kind of Will reeling we do some to chit-chat? be honest.
1: Will we do 45 minutes of uh, up top chit chat. I'd love a 45 minute chit chat now to be honest guys I would.
4: <laughs> guys I can't I just want handle a the Marilyn Manson stuff. Are we surprised? No but I, I sort of thought his whole shtick was I you know fuck you for judging me. Look like me. a
1: dick but I'm not a dick. Yeah I thought that was the idea. But I think he's been trying not. to tell us
4: for years what he is. Hiding in plain sight, wearing the t-shirt. All the signs and are there. Say,
1: when someone tells you who they are, believe them.
4: Dr. Listen Phil moment.
1: That's an aha moment
4: right there. Yeah. Uh, it's... yeah. it's sad, isn't but it? But you know,
3: when you know, when he started going out with Evan Rachel Wood, like, what? what? Had she like turned... 17 at the stroke of midnight
4: Like it right. was pretty Okay, Very obvious. Don't you
3: remember like it definitely seemed like there was a grooming Situation or something Like Very
4: scary oh god it's desperate isn't it oh, Why is also, everyone a pervert
3: You know Goths are usually really sound. Not that Marilyn Manson is a goth exactly, but further to what we were saying, if someone yeah. tells you who they are, listen to them. We're not really. Saying I totally that based believe on his you about just um, in case anyone feels you know like be, they're being persecuted. Uh, goths because,
4: are historically the sounders.
3: Remember the goths in
4: school? Most nice.
3: Most nice. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. You were yeah, sort of no, a quasi goth. I was I like to I prefer the term new romantic but yes yeah I that's suppose it. I was in that realm Cassie <laughs> what were you
1: um I was a born again Deeply Christian, Christian so yeah probably <laughs> outside the realms of all of that stuff got a bit you, satanic for me did you wear any sort of anything identifying you as such uh, as a born again Christian no it was just the Bible in hand and walking around talking about the good Lord you know the good word of Jesus Christ that kind of gave it away we didn't have a uniform or anything did go through that phase with the skirt over the jeans though yeah that was who did Avril Le- Levine and not very Christian I mean everybody did absolutely Avril
4: where is she today didn't she marry that Lyme guy out, out of that band Lyme disease some, for- got her. some
1: she's not funny. dead or anything but she does have Lyme's disease
4: I like the way he said that. As if you were sort of wishing it upon her. Lyme's disease is very popular this these days, isn't it? People love it. People love it. They really um, love it. Anyway, so he's my creep of the week. Marlon. Oh, Ransom. is he?
3: Yeah, oh, oh, just oh, like sorry, I thought you meant he was your creep full stop and you had like you'd done some serious in-depth digging. my creep of the week is a callback to a previous creep. One of yours, Jen. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Well, actually, I've got two callbacks this week and they're both to your, your stories. Were
4: you reading about the, uh,
3: the new info on the Dilatev Pass?
4: Yeah, somebody sent that in. Somebody sent that in and it was about the snow. Is that what you're going to tell me? about Yeah, the, like, um, I
3: felt it was a little bit, it was a flaccid end to a very good mystery. I'm, I'm actually deciding to not believe the scientists. Tell us. Tell us what they decided. Said. Okay. Well, basically these scientists, these scientists have come along to ruin the creep and um, they're just saying that it was just like a really random kind of style of avalanche. Got it. Oh, so I read anyway us. in depth. And so anyone who doesn't remember this creep, basically it was a group of hikers. They went hiking led by a guy called Dil- uh, Igor Dilatov, Um and they basically were never seen again. There was nine of them, and their bodies were found uh, like afterwards, like having cut their cut their way out of the tent. Like there was a slit from the inside mm. of their tent, and there was a bunch of them, kind of like half undressed. There was footprints, zips like bare footprints. Zips can be tricky. Zips, zips are very. Have tough, you ever zipped especially... yourself into a
4: coat? And if you had a small <laughs> knife in in one hand, you'd you'd slice your way out of you'd that. Just slice parka. it. You just you would.
3: Cut to the chase, quite literally. Um, Get out there was of it. also like somebody found up a tree, wasn't there, Jen? There was another That's person. Right. This is really freaky. The another person the who is... had no tongue and no eyeballs left. That's right, Jen. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so there was loads of different theories. Everything from like UFOs, abominable snowman, radiation fallout, um, you know, testing of secret weapons by the Russian government, all kinds of stuff. And in the yeah, end, gas. Comes as well,
1: Russians. Russians.
3: Mm. The Russkies. Here comes some scientists, boring scientists come to ruin it all and say that there was a kind of a an intriguing, different style of avalanche than we're usually accustomed to seeing that came and took them all out and they've basically combined. Oh, yeah, this is this is vaguely interesting. So they got on these researchers and got on to um, Disney. The makers of Frozen um, and asked them for the kind of um, animation code that they used on Frozen to recreate the snow in the film because the scientists were like, that snow is very lifelike. Um, this sounds totally made up, doesn't it? But it's true. Yeah, and anyway, yeah, it sounds wild. Totally bizarre. So the scientists got a hold of this animation code and uh, play, had a play around to use, to make a simulation of this kind of type of um, avalanche that is caused by catabatic winds. Um, That's right. Which I think you mentioned in the story, all right, when you were covering it. And they also coupled this information with data from cadaver tests that were conducted by General Motors in the 1970s to determine what happens to the human body when struck at different speeds, and so the scientists were a pair have kind of claims that they've been able to prove. As you can see, I'm just really disgusted with this, and um, they've been able to prove that like heavy blocks of boring old solid snow could have landed on the hikers as they slept, which could have caused the like cataclysmic injuries to their bodies. They had crushed bones. They had head injuries and they were they are basically the types of injuries that weren't usually associated with avalanches so usually people die of asphyxiation in avalanches mm-hmm. but this particular type they were like could have done all this damage
4: How and, what, so, and what about the nudity element would that have explained that
3: well i suppose that they were like they were just trying to flee so fast okay, because so an avalanche were- I suppose as well like they're hiking they have a certain like degree of knowledge about avalanches and the thing with avalanches is is that you really need to just try and get the fuck out of their path because Mm. they didn't know what was they mightn't have known like what the hell what kind of avalanche was coming down on top of them and the thing is if you get trapped like it sets like concrete around you like the snow is fast moving and then when it stops it immediately sets like concrete so that's really scary like if there isn't someone rescuing you you're pretty fucked
0: you're like buried alive
3: you always picture getting buried in snow and thinking I can claw my way up out of it but you absolutely you can't.
1: couldn't
4: um, I think but, that would
1: be my least favorite way to die
4: yeah I closing. agree very uncomfortable warm very what they,
1: cold what they could have had is the paradoxical
3: undressing do you remember when we were doing yes. the um uh Dahmer party Donner party <laughs> I I always hear using those dammer. Yeah, it just makes sense. And when they, yeah, it could have, yeah, hypothermia can lead to paradoxical undressing where people suddenly feel very hot, even though they're dying of hypothermia. But what I love is this geohazards expert at Durham University in England called Jim McIlwain swoops in to save the day in my book and says that he doesn't think that snow, slabs of snow could have caused these violent injuries. And um, he huh. says that the snow would have had to be incredibly stiff and moving at significant speed, and like the slope that they were camped on just wasn't like it wasn't that vertical, that's steep, yeah, so I'm happy to believe Jim frankly, I'm like Jim will fix it Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that just that just slipped out Jesus Christ, <laughs> so anyway he um. He just, he just says it doesn't add up. He thinks that as well, like experienced hikers like that wouldn't, wouldn't have run off without their clothes into the snow because like they'd know that that would just have been certain death to get go out well, there, there was, without their clothes That's up. right. So he thinks, he thinks, right. And I love yeah. his theory, which I think we definitely discussed on the pod when you told the story. He thinks that they had, the people must have been terrified by something. Quote, I assume that one of the most likely things is that one of them went crazy for some reason. Yes. That right and is. I what can't I understand like. why else they would have behaved in that way unless they were trying to flee from someone.
1: Exactly. Oh, so, and isn't that the scariest thing of all? Knowing that the true evil are the human beings.
4: And the him. call is coming from inside the house. Here we go again. Exactly. It is like just choosing the wrong person to go camping with. Thinking you know all your gang of friends very well. And then... One of them
1: murders you. Well, there yeah. you go.
3: We must do, actually, sometime we must do that one that's... Um, do you remember this? I think it's the Swedish. Sweden. Um, the campers who were all fucking... That's right. Viciously murdered. murdered in their tent. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. should do that sometime because it's just I, so
4: bleak. I may be wrong, but I think there's a bit of... In that story as well about cutting uh, the tent. inside out... Yes, that, that mm, does, yeah, mm. the, I don't know now, but that's a really scary story. But again, yeah. very Blair Witchy. Blair Witch is on my mind a lot at the moment, not I sure know.
3: Why. I, I like your idea of doing Blair Witch for our episode
4: of Juvenalia, because oh, I yeah, really want to watch it now. To do some mm. sort of super episode of Juvenalia, where nine people talk over each other at the same time, and personally, I can't wait. But it's wait. on
1: Zoom, it's oh. on Zoom, so it's going to be like, oh, wait, no, you go, oh. no, you go, no, you go. Oh, I'm frozen. Go. <laughs> oh, I cut off there for a second Are we recording? <laughs> oh shit Okay so the other quick
3: callback To one of Jen's stories I have For my Creep of the Week is Now I don't remember this coming up When you told the story But please correct me if I'm wrong Because I feel like it's it's a detail You, ne- you would not have left out But do knows? you know that The Dick of a honey badger is shaped like an ice
4: cream scoop. Yes, in order to scoop out the previous sperms that might have been in there beforehand. It's amazing the amount of animals that do this. Not only that, some animals also form what's called a spermicidal plug in which they kind of foam up. They deposit sperm, then they create a mucus plug and then just plug the fanny up with that on their way out. Animal's dicks are fucking And the barbs then I love that Like
3: that's like Like leaving the premises And throwing a grenade in behind you Just nobody Is able to get involved With that vagina now
1: it's awful. I isn't can't it? seem to get a picture of like an actual honey badger stick because no one is willing to touch the honey badger because they are such vicious <laughs> <A> <laughs> little, little vicious. I know. I've got a
3: picture of the bone here. I can give you a, a gawk at that. And the goopy Scooby, Scooby McSpookerson. Scooperson. There Boom. it is. There.
4: Yeah, that's it. Like it, It's just. Could you, I can't imagine. It's just all <laughs> such rapiness in the animal kingdom. Women I just feel like it's like the it's like, stick literally. Why don't
3: they do a quick like you know um smear test while they're up there? Like that well, looks like it. a kind of Since a smear you, test, exactly, implement, yeah. doesn't it? Make yourselves useful, you honey badger pricks. <laughs> um well apologies Dan because you obviously absolutely told us that, but No, maybe not, it was, but it was definitely it in was my back, mind
4: anyway. It was back in it the fits. news and
3: I was like it fits. and and I also shared with you guys, but nobody commented on it. The um Oh I know <laughs> neckla- necklace made from genital warts. That is. This um, is funny that you brought this the- up.
4: Because during yes, my tell. research to last to the last uh live Zoom, I found a collection from this museum, the Mutter Museum, and I was scrolling through their collection. And this is this I saw this image. You could describe what it is. It's fucking gross. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I missed this. I was on a call. Right. Necklace made from genital warts. It's really exceptionally Wh- disgusting. Like,
4: it's amazing, isn't it? The
1: things people it makes keep. me do
4: the cat vibe. But I do like mouth. how
1: they've arranged it.
3: <laughs> yes, going well, from like large attention to the aesthetic.
1: Yeah, they yeah. yeah. Smallest around the edges, right down to a large, sort of like focused genital wart. <sighs> in the middle and then balancing that out with some gradually getting smaller warts all up the side preserved I mean, in a jar of some sort of liquid formaldehyde type liquid
4: presumably but it does beg the question whose are they is it a doctor who's removing them keeping them or is it one person who's you know growing them like a small field that's the mm. question mm maybe doctor yeah. but did you ever do you ever oh, this fucking thing it's haunting me but uh, you know that thing it's a facebook group called stuff found inside walls would yes. recommend yeah uh, recently enough somebody found a very small plastic stopper jar with what looks like very small pearls inside and they posted on the facebook page and they were like anybody have any idea what these are people were coming back like, I don't know, maybe like, you know, rounded off baby's teeth or something like that. Definitely (laughs) human. Then they identified what they fucking were and what they were, what did she call them again? Tonsil stones. So if my tonsils are long gone, but if you have tonsils and you've ever had tonsillitis, you might be able to access the big craters that are caused by the oh, t- infections. Oh, is that what these are called? Yes. and Ew. then things get stuck in there, and over time they calcify, you know, forming these pearls. Ugh. And you can pop them out, and people Ugh. do. And this is I know what's a common mistake, but I no, can These take. are
1: <laughs> right. These are disgusting and I keep getting this fucking ad following me around the internet with a picture of a tonsil stone being like, this is why your breath smells so bad. So someone I worked with once I'm not going to mention because this was the most disgusting thing someone's ever done in a professional environment in real life who's not like just one of those hideous childhood friends you have. A (laughs) colleague of mine was like, have you ever smelt those things? And I was like, no, I haven't. She's like, the next time you have them, smell them. How do you the smell most hideous there? thing? Cuz you can you get you them, out. them out they out. come out of your mouth. Oh, you can pop them out. Jesus. Yeah. I did not. Oh no. <laughs> or you know when you're like sick and you have like tonsillitis or strep throat and you kind of cough and they come out. And they are can <sighs> the confirm the of, most rank yes. smelling thing. It smell like So an if anyone is getting that ad on Instagram or wherever around the internet now being like this is why you have bad breath, spoiler it's because of your tonsil stuff <laughs> Oh my god Pearls okay. Cassie I'm gonna Literal um, pearls. pearls I'm gonna
3: call There's time so much. On the friendly chit chat
4: Okay uh, perfect Does somebody <laughs> want to Do a creep Please Well god. I'll tell you what I have And Cassie you tell us What you have I have an epic Survival story Of a man Ooh. Who was effectively Quarantined At sea And uh, It's just Full Of
1: Ways to survive Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I inspired by um, my new favorite place on the internet. Actually, I don't think it's my new favorite place because I've been here many times before. I have just the greatest times that people prove that they were the asshole on Am I the asshole? Absolutely brilliant. brilliant.
2: Gold. Right.
1: Uh, I've got one that I've actually
3: had all of January. But I was like, I deemed it too depressing to in January. I was like, I can't do this to anyone. Like, I really just can't. I have to wait. Oh, well, you've got to bring
1: it to us in February.
3: I know. It's like, I have to wait till we've slogged through January before I do this. So, um, you know what? Maybe we should go with, uh, you know, survival. Am I the asshole? And I can depress everyone next week.
4: Let's see.
0: Or Let's see, how see about it.
4: Okay, Over. Cassie, are you ready to hear the story? I am of Mister Lovely Lady Steve Callahan, perfectly nice gentleman, an American, very very good at boats. So looked a lot <laughs> like you'd expect from someone who was good at boating. Weathered a boatman, a boatman, deck but shoes, and a couple of deck shoes. Guaranteed uh, Sort shorts. of uh, Shorts The skin on his face hair leather. Formerly Skin Now just Raw hide Totally Things uh, were about to get A lot bleaker For Steve But Sea shanties just, it, Definitely There was sea shanties involved But first Do you have first. one in your back pocket there? Oh no Not at all it's Go not, on You okay.
1: usually whip out
4: a good shoe and- Do you have any Sophie I'll join you um, i trying know. to remember that one from Jaws oh god no. I, in my mind just went to I've got a brand new pair of roller skates you got a bring you know <laughs> not at sea shanty remotely anyway uh, when the to lobster Steve.
3: song came to sea shanty you know
4: <laughs> you got that? a lobster and you got
3: a magnet lobster Very has good. antenna but don't you, don't grab, you it? grab it magnet made, made of iron lobster's got a beak <laughs> got a lobster <laughs> and you got a magnet <laughs> I don't know if that's sea shanty.
1: Okay, gorgeous. so
4: long. Where
3: is it from again? I I have not a clue.
4: Not a clue, but it's been a huge part of my life. It's never far from my lips. Okay, the year is 1981. I'm sorry, Cassie. Were you alive? No, because I I wasn't. know well I wasn't. So it's the 80s. And people are all interested in sailing and Steve was very interested in sailing and it had been for his whole goddamn life. He knew all the knots. He knew what the sails were, Jiminy. Jim, you know, he knew all that carry on. He knew about <laughs> floating and also sinking and how to avoid the latter. But uh, he decided, as all kind of newly married people do, I'm going to take some time alone now. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to go away from you. And that resulted in a divorce. So he, like, <laughs> as, lot, as many of the stories we've told on this show of people setting off in not a great mental space to begin with and then things not relate, correlating the two remotely. I'm just saying he was sort of mentally weakened before he even fucking took off. He was but, in a bad
1: place and he decided to get in a boat on his own.
4: Yes, it's not advised, but no. off he went. Right, so he was take. He decided he he heard about this race, and he was like, "I'm gonna get involved here." And it was a race for single people, not unmarried, just a uh, solo a solo sail. And it wasn't here, a mingle like it wasn't. It a, wasn't a chance it was to a, meet. It wasn't at all. Very similar, similar interests. Of that. And when we're talking about solo sailing on a solo boat, uh, Steve's boat was fucking tiny. meters long it was literally a very small solo boat I mean really there was no luxuries here it was he'd been working on it I think he described it as of mostly he'd made it himself but that didn't mean that it was a shit boat it was a good boat Uh, he Steve very very well knowledged in the area he was uh, he studied as a naval architect which to me sounds ridiculous how many buildings on the ocean (laughs) do you know um, so he was also an expert in the de- design and construction <laughs> of lots of different types of boats so uh, he was like I got this I've definitely got this and he was okay so he took off and he made it halfway across the Atlantic and he was grand few bits of um, things wrong with the boat he pulled into Spain had it fixed by a Spaniard and he got back on and he was like I'm Grant. I'm hitting the high seas now nothing can stop me Well, I'm sorry to tell you, Steve, but something did stop you. Only he had been, he had left shore only a matter of days before a humongous storm hit him in his tiny little boat. But I mean, a storm was going to be fine. Everything is okay. You know, it's a boat. It's made for the sea. It's familiar with storms. Everything should be fine. (laughs) So he got underboard. He pulled down the sail. Uh, He got huddled under into his tiny little under the boat section with his bed and his, you know, cooker on a swinging thing and all that business. And he got into the bed and he was like, I'll just wait this shit out until it passes. Everything's going to be fine. Suddenly, out of fucking nowhere, bang. He was like, what the shite was that? Huge hole in the goddamn boat. Like huge. From what? Well, the only explanation he could, he's... And to this day, he thinks he mu- it must have been a whale or some some giant fish because there was nothing physically, you know, there was no rocks or land anywhere near where he was, and uh, so it must have been a that perhaps. Yeah. So anyway, Steve was like, "Oh fuck, this thing is going down, and it's going down fast." But lucky for me, I'm because I'm a naval architect of the ocean. Packed myself one of those inflatable lifeboats. I'll, get, I'll go grab a hold of that. And, uh, and he did. And he fucked that out, the thing, pulled on the string that's supposed to make it explode like a life jacket on a plane. Mm. And it wasn't working. Meanwhile, he was up to his ankles. The boat was underwater. And he was like, oh shit. He keeps going, he keeps going. Boom, the thing explodes open. Here's what it looks like. Imagine two paddling pools on top of one another and a one man tent on top of that okay that's floating there he's like okay i know there's a certain amount of survival equipment that comes when you purchase one of those things already in there but there's no water and there's there's shit i need so he starts diving now this is pitch black as well he starts diving into his boat that's now currently sinking he has to dive into it to find things like he grabs a like, for some reason, five can tins of water. That's the way they were stored. So he has them, throws them into the lifeboat. He goes back down, grabs a map. He, he like, he has a bag of kind of emergency shit as well. He manages to get that. And then he scrambles back onto his boat. And he's like, fuck, okay, boat's gone. And here I am in this dinghy. What the shite am I going to do now? He knew from his, oh, he formed, I can't remember what these things are called, but we learned about them in school there was three pencils he had, right, bungeed together to make this sort of triangle thing. And whatever way he was able to look through it or, or you know, it guided his eye line towards the North Star, uh, North Star he was able then, because he had his map from the boat, to kind of, <laughs> he thought he knew where he was. And lucky for him, he was like, okay, I understand the trade winds here. And I know that there is, you know, with the trade winds comes the boats. And he was like, oh God, what are they called again? Trade. You know, currents where, where the boats go to and from. They're called uh, whatever. So like a road for boats. <laughs> and he was like, I think I'm near that road for boats. I think I'm going to be all right. Well,
1: it must be currents.
4: Yeah, yeah, whatever. He was, he thought like, look, if I'm there, there's a
1: good chance. Someone's what do we know? We're me. not naval architects.
4: Well, is it, it even a thing? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> off he goes. I'm He's not even a boat. regular architect here's what he has. He has, he's getting into his one-man tent, balancing on top of two paddling pools. And he's like, right, fuck, I have these cans of water, but they are my emergency cans of water. On this lifeboat was three of these kind of balloon type things. that They're sort of desalinators. So the idea is you put them afloat, they separate the water from the salt. Okay. And he was like, okay, that could be good. Let's, go with that he also managed to get a harpoon from his boat and all of these things come in very handy for this man's extremely long solo quarantine so anyway the days turn into nights and the nights turn into days and basically he's having a fucking mare of a time with these salinators so similar to a mud kitchen i bought recently it's very (laughs) hard to understand how things work and he couldn't figure this fucking shit out, right? He couldn't get the bloody things to work. So much so then that he he had three originally. They're quite big as well. He had to he rip one apart. He was like, I've got to get into this bastard to figure it out. Figure it and out, it, yeah. So he had to kind of do away with one. And then the other two were sort of operational. But when they were very little, they were garnering about a pint of water a day between the two of them. Oh, so it was bleak big storm hit he was like great i have this kind of tarp you know this tent thing i can collect the rainwater doesn't the dye from the fucking tent completely pollute the water undrinkable <laughs> oh. so he's just bad luck just after seems like that would have been luck.
1: untested he's like, like bad yes luck,
4: brian oh sophie it get, it goes from bad to fucking worse right so he's hopping along he's he's limping along <laughs> 14 days in, right at this point, and he's like oh, delirious. Jesus. He's managed with his uh, spear gun, which is, if you imagine, a fork propelled by an elastic band, is the only way I can describe <laughs> oh, it. He's kind of leaning over his boat, hoping a fish passes, but you know, between him and this fork <laughs> on an elastic band, uh, right? So he's, you can imagine how the difficulty and the frustration. And also then the movement of your hand. Imagine trying to catch a goldfish with a toothpick. That's how I would describe it. In <laughs> and then fucking does possible. He have to eat it raw?
3: Because yes, what's he he's clever about? though. Oh. Sushi. He's not
4: cooking it. It's fine. So he's desperate. He's eating he's that shit raw. It. He isn't salting it. He's enough fucking salt going on in his body. His body at this point is you go into this kind of salination um, toxicity where you're you start going fucking mad from both the dehydration. And the um, uh, intake of salt. Like he's not drinking so he's water. he's practically cured at this point. Oh, his body is... Fo- now, I'm only 14 days in here, right? But he is right oh, that he's shipping lanes. That's where he uh, thinks he is. And he's right. Because 14 days in, he spots a ship in the distance. Picture this. Black night. Dead water. It's perfect conditions. He said it was so... The ship was so close he could smell the petrol from the engine. <sighs> He's like, I've got flares. I've got my flares. So he gets into his tent, he picks out his flare gun and he's like, I'm gonna shoot this. I'm gonna shoot it and they'll find me and I'm saved. So he does. He shoots his flare in the air and it lights up the sky in red, and he's deliriously happy. He's lost his voice now at this point, a bit he's a bit croaky, but so he can't do much screaming. But he's waving around in the darkness with the big red flare. And he thinks the boat's coming towards him. He's like, This is it. This is happening. So in celebration, he cracks open a can of water and just pours it all over his face.
1: (laughs) That just seems like one of those times you get ahead of yourself and you celebrate too early.
4: You're right about that because the boat had in fact
1: not seen him. He (gasps) then
4: was just spending the rest of the time trying to suck the water he had poured over his face out of his own hair. It is bleak, right? Days roll by, okay? Okay. Days and fucking days. So long was he at sea that the bottom of the paddling pool, the bit in the water, had begun to grow its own ecosystem. So barnacles and bits of shite have begun to grow on the bottom. And what does that mean, I hear you say? Fish. food? Yes. So then fish began to kind of come around, you know, a good bit closer. They're eating, you know, bits of shite off the bottom of his arse. And he's able then to reach them with his fork... On the elastic band gun. And he's eating. So, so to answer your question, he was eating it raw. No problem at all. He was eating the liver. He was in the eyes. He said they were like two little shots of water. You know, pop, pop. Two eyes in. He was eating the liver and the heart. He was, you know, he garnering enough, you know, what happens I think is you're just so deep. You're so, it's scurvy is what's going to fucking get you at this stage. We're talking three, we're talking over a month now at sea. Right, he's My in. God. Jesus Christ, he's doing the raw fish, but in order to mix it up, he's strong. Up, um, <laughs> oh, maximum, the breath off him would be disastrous. So he's strung up a little washing line, and he's leaving bits of um, fish to cure, right? And so he's getting a bit of like fish jerky out of that, and that's mm. at least the difference in texture. And his desalinators are giving him the pint of water a day, but like he's floating towards the Caribbean. Things are getting hot. Jesus, he needs say more water than he's having. Golden syrup. Like. There's no pissing. I'd say. I'd say you just completely stop. Really, you're right though. Otherwise, yeah, small nuggets of solid piss forced out the end of your knob but Ugh. anyway so he's doing this he's like okay where was i now he's eat. oh his fucking body he the way the paddling pool sorry the lifeboat existed he must be at he now is he he, <laughs> he <laughs> couldn't stretch out right and he couldn't stand up so his his legs had started to atrophy a bit muscle wasted <sighs> away entirely nearly he said his his body was just saving the bits it needed so he said his upper body was doing okay because he was still doing the fishing bit and um, anyway along comes the most beautiful fish you've ever seen right and he's like I'm gonna fucking eat this bitch marry it I'm gonna (laughs) gonna marry this fucker and he's like this thing's fucking gorgeous and And then they
1: won an Oscar
4: (laughs) You see Clever girl, Clarence. Anyway, he gets his knife, his fork gun, and he's like, "I'm gonna. This is gonna be a piece of piss." It was moving real slow, just nibbling off the edge of the boat. He just got it right, but it he bit off a little more than he could chew because didn't the fish take off? Okay, take breaking the trident, breaking the fork bit off the fucking gun, <laughs> oh, <coughs> meaning
1: Jesus.
4: stuck in the. In the head of this beautiful fish was a jagged piece of metal. The fish then fucking swims hell. the length of the underboat, slicing oh no. the fucking thing open, right? He was like, oh it was God. just bubbles everywhere. He was like, holy shitbags. How did this go so amazingly wrong? He's <laughs> lost his tool and he's lost one ring of air. Things are oh absolutely God. desperate. So he's also at this point <laughs> covered in these sores. So he's described it as like salt sores, right? So your skin's all dried out and crispy so it can't get a chance to heal. And then he says like, so his skin has started to split open all over oh. his body. And then he says the sting from the salt in the air and the salt on the boat oh. It's just literally rubbing salt into his wounds. His teeth have all started to fall out of his head. His beard is unkept. His... It's <laughs> not good. Oh my God. Not the unkempt beard. But like we know. He's let himself happens. go. He his beard scaping has. has fallen by the wayside. It's, he's letting himself down. It's, de- it's very bad. He has.
0: And I'm he, just uh, calling him Brian in, now in my way.
4: head. And picturing uh, bad Brian. His <laughs> mind also completely. He's, his mind is playing. See, he's found a way. Because, you know, we know with the dehydration, it sends you absolutely bonkers, right? Hallucinating, you know, rages. You don't know whether you're up or down or in or out. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what he did in order to keep himself sort of balanced was split his personality into the sort of captain and the crewman, right? So he'd be like all the while, those couple of tins of fresh water, still the emergency selection. So in order to stop himself going there, he had to, you know, you know, call from within this captain to berate his weak self you know that was part of his kind of but he said it was absolutely he describes it yeah he describes it as just reliving his life thinking what a wasted life what have I done here plus at this stage he'd been gone about six weeks or so six or seven weeks and he was due to be gone for about a month so the search he was way you know the search party had only he was way gone from where the search party would even have considered him being around. There was just no mm. fucking hope of getting found here. He hadn't seen I a boat say. in weeks. And also like the seagulls were tormenting him. So because of the, the undercarriage full of, you know, flora and fauna of the sea and then the fish were around and the seagulls from his g- bits of guts that he was eating, you know, so he was sort of getting pelted by them. He was a man on the edge. I'd and say he was, the old, you know, failed marriage is probably starting to look I'd say, quite appealing at this point. I'd say he was reliving a few of those rows, just thinking, "Now I we could have tolerated it. it. I yeah. could have put up with it. He could have. And he was on the edge. And you know what happens when you're on the edge? Life just takes a shit in your mouth. So he had one <laughs> deflated section. He'd managed amazingly to patch this up. And here's his description of it. I'll just tell you from memory. So big hole like that like lips flapping, right? Yeah. He had a hand pump so he could reinflate it but he needed to a queef. Yes, he needed to kind of find a way to stop the hole. So he 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 was trying the tourniquet. So he was tying it in a bunch, right? But he couldn't get it tight enough. And then he got he a fork. And he was able to tread that through the lips and twist it and turn a K behind it. And it fucking worked. He said it was Amazing. the greatest moment of his whole, uh, his whole survival. <laughs> his trip. Anyway, <laughs> very low moment. He was, it was the night came in, another boring fucking night, just reliving the marriage, reliving his shite life that he left behind and how no one was even going to bother to look for him because did he have any mates anyway? And... Uh, He was kind of lying there and he hears something banging underneath. And he's like, what the fuck is this now? Then into the air, the boat rose with a big (gasps) wallop. And he was like, fuck me. What is this? Just an 18 foot great white shark coming to fuck with him. Right? Why? Why? Right? He was on the absolute edge at this time. This boat, this boat was getting flittered around. He knew that if the shark took a bite out of him, he, you know, the boat, he was completely finished and he took all his might and he just started punching into the fucking water. And then he punched the shark in the face. and <laughs> Wasn't that a nice moment? And off went the shark.
1: <laughs> no off way. he
4: went. Yeah.
0: Nice. Off he, that was kind
4: of real lazy. Oh, no, 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 great I'm here. I'm sharks. listening to you. Good. Right. It I was a lazy ass white shark. A
3: lazy it, ass great white shark that was just like, you know, oh, fuck mm-hmm. this
4: um, um Jesus, so you know at that
3: point like I'm such
4: a wimp I think I'd just be like take me now shark." I know I know but I think it's you'd be amazed I think the fight for survival in humans it seems in. to be so powerful like you can't just lay down and die you will be driven to find a way to survive and you know search all nah, those I'd survival say books you've just, read
3: like Simon was a go-getter I think that at that first crack in
4: the can of water over my own face I
3: think I'd have just
4: <laughs> desperate funky. isn't it you just really fucked, you just made a total tit <laughs> out of yourself there Steve yeah. so anyway yeah. wait for he this he didn't lads. even have
1: to tell anybody so this like he obviously survives and he lives to tell these stories that's a yeah, detail I would have left out he,
4: yes <laughs> but I know you'd really I try to like and they didn't yourself- see
1: me and I was upset by it but nothing else happened. I know. Never let myself down. I reacted once. in a completely appropriate manner.
4: Just MacGyvered my way through the ocean seas. So wait for this. We are currently 76 days at sea. Alone. Is he anywhere near land? Well, he's just heard something. Or no, he didn't <gasps> see. He saw a light in the distance that looked like a fucking lighthouse okay and he was like what the shite is that that's land it's gotta be so he's sort of he know he's flopping in that direction anyway he has a very small hand paddle on board but his energy is just, just a little z- fork. fork He literally he's just trying to blow himself into the direction with what's left of himself and he's sort of <laughs> he's you know, coming know coming back of the slowly. Boat, facing backwards blowing yeah, exactly. And so he lays he's down then. Like, do
3: you remember Andy on the
4: skateboard? Oh yeah, the <laughs> duck on the skateboard. That's it. That's the level of efficiency that he's garnered. So he he's back inside the boat and he can feel the vibrations. And he gets up. And do you know what the seagulls around his boat have? They have attracted fishermen. Fishermen go, and they see the seagulls. They're like, there's fish over there. Away we go. We're going fishing oh. by the seagulls. And they find Steve and rescue him. <laughs> and no. it is an absolute, an amazing... Oh, child has No, no, go find Daddy. No, you're both... now. <sighs> Dan! Yeah, sorry. Right, so they are and... sitting in the v
3: r helmet somewhere, just uh, where was living I?
1: his own seaman dream, oh, yes, Steve has been rescued.
4: It's an amazing he was rescued in Guadeloupe, Guadalupe, or Guadeloupe. I'm not sure, uh, they're speaking French on the boat, he hasn't a word of it, uh, but it's quite clear what the man needs, and he needs water, and they take him give him a bottle of water. He describes it as just like orgasmic levels of, he said just the colors of the men's clothing were blowing his mind. He said he felt completely alive, like electrocuted, like every cell in his body had just buzzed back into existence. He had fucking survived. He was saved. Six weeks in hospital, uh, just, you know, fixing the bits and bobs, no permanent damage. And he went on to make an enormous career he wrote a best-selling book he's toured around the place lecturing it's a fucking amazing story not only that right he similar callback back to what you were saying earlier about frozen the movie steve was consulted by okay pop quiz hot chat who directed life of pie oh ang lee ang lee called steve up and was like could you have a look at this film and tell me whether you know the life of Pi film exactly. man oh yeah yeah, yeah. And Steve was like, it, You're looking good, Angley. You, the tiger's a stretch. But apart from that, the absolutely. Zebra, I would have left out. In Listen, fact,
3: none of this actually. He was just a dick. I wouldn't
4: include him experience. in the film at all. <laughs> you're it. sucking diesel, Angley. And that's the story of 76 Days Afloat. You can watch a cup. there's loads of documentary remakes on YouTube. It's definitely worth the watch. A story of hope and salination. that is
1: fascinating that
4: was brilliant it's good isn't it when it ends well nothing
3: didn't fuck him do you know that kind of way yeah like he he escaped like the only thing i suppose that he didn't have there was sepsis you know who sepsis Sepsis. yeah yeah that old bastard
1: i'm really surprised by the no lasting damage thing I would have thought that like that like that level of starvation and moments of dehydration would fuck your organs. To be honest, I made that up
4: a little there, so I can't confirm (laughs) for sure whether there was (laughs) some lasting damage, but I'm sure you'd be left with psychological damage. No doubt about it. Probably. The darkness,
1: the loneliness,
4: the despair. That is amazing.
1: You definitely have some sort of abandonment issues. For sure. Maybe a fear of the sea. Wonder if he went back into a boat again. Do you reckon? Probably. Wouldn't it be funny and not funny, but like, wouldn't it be gas if he went on the Estonia and then he just died with the rest of them? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be that like just If he
3: ever got into another if he ever ended up in another kind of survival situation with other people, I'd say Simon would be unbearable. Oh. Like Yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah. the pressure would be, be, oh my really God, do you know who he'd be? He'd be like, uh, oh no, I was going to say like the mature students in college, but no, no. Also, the interviews are very good.
4: I watched a ton of interviews with him, and the first interviews are he's very, you know, he, 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 he's really telling the story and you're kind of getting into it. But then the recent, it goes on and on. He's obviously interviewed a thousand, but he's really hamming up sections of it now, and it's gas. But it's his story, it's his right.
1: He can dine out. He was
3: starving at sea for seventy six days. He can dine out on that forever.
1: I wonder what his his first meal was. Although they don't let you when you're starving like that, they don't let you just go and eat whatever you want. Like you can't get off a boat and like have a trifle. They like have to introduce. Have a a trifle. That would not be my first meal. Like my first meal, just in my head there. Not not trifle
3: savory for me. Although with all that salt plaguing your days at that's sea, what I think, maybe you
4: want something right. sweet. Yeah, that's what he maybe said. easy to digest. digest. Yeah, he said he was yeah. dreaming about the things he was sort of deficient in. He was dreaming about fruit a lot. Oh, I think yeah. the sweet element you'd you know, and all that vitamin C and various things you need.
1: Anyway, that's the story, Cassie. A protein ball was probably what he wanted when he came. Oh off. yeah, a little happy pear, little. <laughs> Little happy pair
3: of protein balls. (gasps) Did you see the happy pair on on siblings siblings are dating?
1: I've never felt prouder to be Irish than noticing the happy the happy pair on siblings are dating. I've had two experiences like that. One was the Pillow Queens on James Gordon, and then was the happy pair and siblings are dating. It was like rep, rep us. Hashtag proud. I'm amazed that the uh, the English
3: didn't try and claim them. (laughs)
4: <laughs> British twins, sea
3: twins. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant, not Jen. Not that was so satisfying. I love that a survival. That was very
1: good. A survival. Desperate though. Desperate.
3: One day we should release a, a fifty-five-minute episode that's just Jen getting from the beginning to the end <laughs> of yes.
0: Bread. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect word. It'd be like the opener
3: of Jam. Do you remember that show? Chris Morris's show Jam. And it was like, Yeah.
1: By the way, if you haven't watched that, you need to watch Kathy's that Kathy's just sitting there so young. Not a clue. So young and fresh faced with my whole life ahead of me. Um, the prime of my life. So... I came across this. Um, I know we all know this Reddit thread because they take screenshots and put them on Twitter all the time. And I think because I read them so often, honestly, every time I open my phone, something, one of these pops up to me and I am <laughs> just absolutely enthralled by am I the asshole on Reddit? I just think it's the funniest place on the internet. <laughs> and I came across what can only do described as the best fucking one of all time about seven days ago. So this one and they all start with just great questions. Am I the asshole for telling my brother-in-law to stop shitting in the bathroom with the door open while eating food?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all brother-in-law.
1: Yeah. So this person goes on to say this is so absurd I can't believe I'm typing because you know you've reached that level of desperation where you're like I can't believe I'm turning to the internet for this but (laughs) Right, am I the asshole? So, I can't believe I've never believe read I'm an am
3: I the asshole where the person totally isn't the asshole.
1: They're oh, no, are not the asshole. This guy this is very spoiler, unusual, not the asshole. So, um, this is so absurd. I can't believe I'm typing this out so that I can be judged by internet strangers. I'm pretty sure it's right up there with the guy who shits in the shower. <laughs> so, recently. <laughs> My brother, my favorite am I the asshole of all time? Is the guy who couldn't fathom that his girlfriend put the plug in the bath when she was having like a shower and allowed <laughs> the water to build up around her and had this like hybrid shower bath. What's wrong and with that? And he was like, "I do that. But he all was, the I time. know that's, but it's totally fine. I think I do it all the time. People do it's great. You just it's sit in the water bath saver. As it's, yeah as it's filling up, and he was like." that's so disgusting. Like, that's just so filthy. And everyone's like, sir, what do you think a bath is? Like, you're sitting in water that's cleaning you. What is your problem with baths? So he was, he was definitely the asshole. Basically told his girlfriend to like move out because she had this weird shower hybrid bath. But this guy, right? So recently my brother-in-law, Dave, lost his job, couldn't pay rent and moved in with my partner and I. We have the space, so it was no big deal. It didn't take long before I figured out that Dave is sort of a neckbeard. He never cleans anything up, doesn't really contribute to the house in any way, leaves dishes and food all over the place and let's not even talk about can Mountain. Can Mountain? Ah. Smelly. You, you consider that everyone knows Dave. He rarely cooks, and when he does, I'd rather he not. He has this awful habit of hacking up a raw chicken with a cleaver and little bits of flesh and liquid go everywhere. <gasps> it's a salmonella no. nightmare. I've stopped using my kitchen. So <laughs> Recently, I've started driving home for my lunch break right around noon so that I can get a few extra bits around the house done. It's because of this that I have found out Dave's favorite show is on at noon. And apparently Dave likes to eat lunch while watching the show from the fucking toilet. The man <laughs> crawls out of his room around 11.45, dumps a bag of chips on a plate, puts a block of cheese on top, burns it in the microwave and strolls into the living room bathroom which faces the TV, plops down in the toilet, leaving the door open so he can watch his show and shit at the same oh, time. Oh my God. God. This man, Dave
3: calls noon poon. poon.
4: <laughs> poon.
1: But like the balls. He's afraid just, of nothing. Like, absolutely like this man shits with the door open while eating food it's not even like the open door shitting that drives me insane it's the eating food it's gross it's the food in the bathroom so then she goes this person sorry this poster poster is actually a man goes on to talk about working in a hotel and like being really freaked out when he used to clean hotel rooms and there was people who had plates of food by the by the toilet so (gasps)
4: goes
1: on told dave to stop shitting with the door open and eating on the toilet and um it's like dave's response was it's just a normal activity how would the poster feel if dave suddenly had an issue with him doing something weird like showering every day and so <laughs> the poster's partner told him to leave dave alone just for the sake of keeping the peace so that's why he turned if to the internet only
3: if only they could leave dave alone he appears to be In a toilet that is directly off the living room. Like (sighs)
1: shitting that
3: Oh no
1: Like I'm all for a routine and regular bowel movements, but like this is just it's too much. Like would you you even enjoy
4: get that far? Surely on the first example of this, you're like close the fucking door, Dave, you sociopath. Or is she frightened of Dave? In my house growing up there was a toilet
3: like right off you know the kind of hall TV room and it was like law of the land was that that was a piss only toilet you did not drop the kids off in that toilet no way
1: very very um, Like that living room Toilet should be A piss only toilet Absolutely Yeah it very inconsiderate was That there, someone did would shit Near did, the living did room Did she specify That there was another toilet In the, this place That she lived It's a guy Who's posting And he says was that he? Um, Yeah he said that You know he just called it The living room toilet So they live I guess they Yeah I don't know it's, She just called it The living room toilet I imagine there must be Like an ensuite room Or something Sick Sick is what that is. Yeah. Bizarre, right? So then I went down my little internet rabbit hole of the best am I the assholes of all time, right? So I have another one here. Am I the asshole for giving all... This, I think, is this genius. Am I the asshole for giving all of my coworkers a different reason for why I have three missing fingers? Absolute
4: genius. <laughs> no. Genius. Do whatever you want. And want- so what's...
1: If if you only have seven fingers, exactly, you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Do so, we have, three have any examples f- of his stories? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to oh, yeah. go into it, right? So I have three missing fingers on my dominant hand. It's fine. I can type in everything and even manage to tie my shoelaces most days. And the days I can't, it's from dyspraxia. However, I won't deny that it looks a bit odd to most people. I only have my fourth and fifth fingers on my hand. So it looks like a child's drawing of a rabbit and not a good one. I'm used to people asking about it, usually after staring for a good minute or two, but I still find it really annoying. I really don't think I really don't get what you think it would be OK thing to ask someone about. But hey, Definitely. I wasn't raised in a barn. Yeah, no, I wouldn't ever be like, excuse me, where are your fingers? Um <laughs> So, usually I nip the question in the bud by explaining the truth from the get-go and assuming that enough people will gossip in, about it in the mess and that the message will spread by the end of the day. So, it usually always does. Anyway, I started a new job about a month ago and I honestly could not face going through the same cycle again. I felt like the time had come to not play into it anymore and make something out of it and decided to make myself laugh. When the first new co-worker acted about it, I completely lied and told her that I chewed them off as a baby. <laughs> I then decided... <laughs> <laughs> I then decided to tell the next person who asked that I cut them off with a plastic knife at a picnic and that the next person that I was born with six fingers and they removed too many and so on oh on one hand not in total yeah <laughs> all genuinely ridiculous reasons but I'm a good actor and they actually believe my stupid lies I didn't expect them to like a plastic knife going through a bone but there you go maybe they just thought there's no way I'd lie about how I lost my fingers but within three days I learned that my co had been arguing about the actual reason and it seems like a lot of them have now actively disliked me for lying to them I'm probably going to have to make some cupcakes over the weekend with my super cool 3D printed adaptive whisk to catch back into their good books Amazing. Anyway, I told this story to my brother today, and he told me that I was an asshole because I caused tension within the office on my first day and made people feel stupid for being gullible and believing my lies. My argument is that I'm not the asshole because they were asking a rude, albeit common question, and because I didn't do it with the intention of deceiving them. I was just honestly fed up with the question, didn't think they'd have. They didn't. And didn't think they'd think I'd actually severed three fingers with dental floss when I was three. I'll accept my judgment, though. So. This person deemed not the asshole. No, absolutely not the asshole. Absolutely not the asshole. I think that is hilarious. And I think get, get your jollies where you can. Um, do you want another one? Yes, yes. Please. So am I the asshole for telling a cashier that this, this girl was, didn't have the right credit card? It wasn't her credit card. So um, yes, this one is like really popular. Yeah. I was in a higher end department store today and it happened to end up next to two teenage girls while out shopping. One of the girls had picked out a pair of very expensive boots and they were both fawning over them. The second girl must have looked at the price tag and asked Boots Girl if she's really going to spend that much on boots. Girls with the Boots says something along the lines of, it's fine, I have my dad's credit card, I'm not paying, which instantly caught my attention because that's not her card. I've told my son multiple times he's never allowed to use my card so I'm interested to see how this girl thinks she's going to get away with fraud but had split from the girls at this point because they had found something else. We end up at the same register, me behind, and I see her total hit well over four digits. The girl is (gasps) about to swipe her card and I decide that I can't let her get away with something like this and someone has to parent this kid if no one else will. I tell the cashier that isn't her card but her father's and I'm not sure she has permission. Girl and friend turn and glare at me, giving me possibly the dirtiest look I've ever seen. I swear this girl was going to throw a tantrum right there. I don't think she was ever told no. Girl tells Cashier her father gave her the card to go shop because it's the store's, because it's the store's credit card and it gives him the points. Now that I've pointed out that it wasn't hers, the cashier tells her that he, she can't use the card. She tries to show ID to prove that they had the same last name. And I tell her that it's still fraud. Girl says it's not fraud because she has permission and tells me to mind my own business. I tell her that it is my business that she's doing something illegal. She needs to pay with her own card, or I call the cops. She's pissed, and people are glaring at me. She uses her own card and leaves crying. This Patrick woman is an mad asshole. At me. And I tell my husband when I get home only for a degree that I was in the wrong. She's an asshole. This Stay woman out it. is an asshole. Fuck an off. Absolute. Is she? Yeah.
4: Like what the fuck is all that about? I'm is it bad that I was police? like, sh-
3: <laughs> I was like, she's the hassle from the first line, and then when I heard that the boots were four grand, I was like, just bitter, basically. <laughs>
0: that but that's again. what I think that
3: woman is. <laughs> no, yeah, like, no, no, she should just stay out, stay the fuck out of that. Lady. I don't know if she's like a, like, she's not, technically
4: not wrong, but she's definitely just a fucking nerd. Ugh, keep on, oh, keep it yes. on, just, go fucking donate to charity if you want to do something good that is pathetic amount of policing of something that is not your business of some random person yeah like that's the kind of thing that will like really annoy you
1: and you'll dine out of it for ages and be like oh I hate eat the rich but I wouldn't never get involved yeah yeah fuck that I'd never spend over a thousand euro on a pair of boots though either well, that, yeah, but that's their family's problem. It's like, no one's asking you to spend the money. Back off. Yeah. Do you want another okay, absolutely ridiculous another one. one? Yeah. Okay, am I the asshole for getting mad at my girlfriend for wearing mismatched socks? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. You are the asshole. I've been dating a girl for five years and was considering proposing until this. G <laughs> has always wore... mismatched socks not just two different colours but patterns too when we were younger I thought it was adorable as we're getting older and furthering our careers I find it unprofessional and immature and it's a little mood killing because it's not very sexy I've had multiple discussions with her about it up until now and she's always brushed it off she doesn't think it's a big deal I'm a little less bothered with this at home except for when we're getting down. But the last straw was when we went to visit my parents when stay at home was lifted out of our state. My brother and his wife were with their young daughter. She had mismatched socks on too when I pointed it out to G. G said she didn't mind matching with my niece and that I didn't mean anything about my maturity because they're just fucking socks. To me, it proves she's (laughs) acting like a literal child. I don't understand what the problem would be with marrying normal, matching, plain socks. While she was working while she was at work, I got rid of all the pattern and coloured socks and replaced them with all black <laughs> socks. I thought she would be excited to get new socks. She blew up at me, accused me of being the immature one, accused me of needing to feel in control. I yeah. just wanted her to dress like an adult and told her I didn't want to marry an overgrown child. Oh, She's been this staying person with her sister a controlling since lunatic. And won't speak to me, yeah, until I understand. Am I the asshole bizarre. for replacing her socks? They're imagine socks. having
4: to ask that question to the internet. <laughs>
1: Imagine not having enough support in your life that you have to turn to the internet to just to, to ask, "Are you the asshole?" Or not having the cop on to realize that you care a little too much about someone else's socks.
4: Dangerous, a dangerous person, controlling, lunatic. just
1: f- fucking bizarre. Um, Who has am the I bandwidth the- to
3: care so much about exactly? get a Such hobby an inco- amazing amazing but also i'm enjoying the visual of um him going to buy all the plain solid color socks perhaps doting um, to the cashier lady or man that he's like about to action this huge
1: sock issue at home <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this is going to solve all my problems we'll finish it out on one more where i don't think they're the asshole. I think this is just a joy. Am I the asshole for naming our kids after my past pets and not telling my husband? No. So growing up, growing up, I had 35 cats. I mean, in fairness, like, it, <laughs> there I didn't are up only 35 cups. cats.
4: There is a finite number of names.
1: <laughs> yeah right growing up I had about 35 cats through 18 years I lived with my mom she rescued and fostered cats nice three of those cats were named Samson Sabrina and Sonny I now have I I now have two sons and a daughter their names are Samson Sabrina and Sonny when I was pregnant with them my husband didn't really care about names he gave his input but didn't feel strongly about any names especially middle ones I suggested these and he agreed they all sounded nice the bad part I didn't tell them they were the names of my previous cats. I don't know why. The first two, I did just think the names sounded good with their first names, regardless of my cats being named that. By kid three, I immediately went to my cats' names for inspiration and settled on Sonny. My husband <laughs> liked it again, but I didn't mention the cats. Then the other day, I remembered my mentioned my cat, Samsung, being feline... Uh, F-I-V positive and he said oh, Samson yes. please don't tell me you named our kids after the cat he said it in a joking way but I felt the need to come clean and told him that all of our kids are named after some of the past cats <laughs> I told <laughs> him I couldn't names. have named the kids yeah but he, she just she says middle names during the post but not at the at, anyway he gets really mad and seems super annoyed because he thought it was really weird Oh, so, am I the asshole so no, no, no! this is fine. Like if
4: she'd named them like, I don't know, periwinkle, fluffy and sh- sugar tits. Then they'd then be children would be of different. Bob Geldof. Exactly.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so not at se- all. <laughs> I'm watching season four of uh, Beverly Hills uh, at the moment. And um, Carlton's just come on with her three kids. Do you remember what their are names? they? No. Oh, they are, oh, fuck, what are, uh, hang on. Wait, my WhatsApp's uh, taking forever to load. And I just messaged my friend with just the names and she knew exactly who it was immediately. Here we go, sorry. Her kids' names are Destiny, Mystery and Cross.
4: Cross, like crucifix. Cross. Like cross, Yeah. Destiny, Absolutely. mystery. I would find mystery and misery getting intertwined in my mind a lot. Also, that like weird pickup artist guy is called Mystery. Oh,
3: God. Remember him? Sick. Yeah. Cassie, no, that Sabrina was a Delight. Sonny and that other child, they're nice names that are perfectly yeah. recognizable Fantastic. as names. And uh, that husband... She is yeah, not the, the adult. But His you're deal. right
1: though, because like, do you know how many ca- dogs call Cassie I've met through my life? Like, it's just... <laughs> it's Ooh. unfortunate, but sometimes people call their pets human names. That's right, they do. We had a friend growing up who had a pet dog named Sophie. And
4: Sophie yeah. the dog was incontinent. And there was a lot of stories <laughs> of Sophie having a piss on the couch. And it was often... Very similar
3: to Sophie the adult.
4: <laughs> exactly.
3: Similarly... Fairly incontinent I had to take a piss out of my walk today it was quite exposed Ooh. where I took the piss I um, crouched down behind Sonny's pram but that was the oh God, only cover so, so. I
4: know it's bleak
3: out there it's It is real there's no public
4: toilets so you're not alone No, no. I need to anyway, reinvest in a she-wee That was brilliant reinvest. thank you Cass See well that's Thank brilliant. And now I'm full of joy after having spoken to you and I'm full of horror at what's lying ahead for us so, on Thursday. But well, you're not yeah.
1: doing this depressing story on Thursday, are you?
3: No, no. I uh I'll do the depressing story next week for the main <laughs> just just to really just bring us wait. down. So yeah. you know, like we just everyone bring everyone like a tremendous amount of happiness. Yeah, everyone will have started Hopeful. to feel a little bit of optimism as the first week of February kind of lifts us, and then in I swoop with some fairly <sighs> fucking horrific shit. Okay, we might bring some I'll we'll bring
1: some matrixy stories. Perfect. I'll yes, keep fun. it light. Keep it light. Just <laughs> keep, keep it light.
4: Keep it flat. And for our divine patrons, we will hopefully see you this Thursday. We certainly will. It's going to be jam-packed full of chaos. Same as, yes, last time. Uh, same as usual. Just as much fun. Thank you so much for listening and thanks for being a patron if you are. And if you're not, we hope you'll change your mind. See <laughs> Please. <laughs> Love you. It's a desperate. Good- <laughs> it's desperate. Thank you ever <laughs> so much. See you later. Bye. Bye.